Welcome to the Ignite Movements podcast, where we are helping church leaders and church planters move beyond a one ministry mindset to a multiplication mindset. As always, if you find our content helpful, like, share, and subscribe, and definitely take some time to discuss these issues with your team. We would love to hear from you, so if you have questions or topics that you would love to hear us tackle, uh, drop a comment or send a message, and uh, maybe, just maybe, your question will be a future podcast. One way or the other, we'll do whatever we can do to help you. Well, today we are talking about this concept of getting decisions versus making disciples. And this concept is absolutely, positively one of the most important things we could be talking about right now. Because if we don't move beyond just getting decisions to making disciples, then in a sense we don't really even have real fruit. We don't have a real church, so to speak, because that's what Jesus ask us to do. And so before we get too far, let me clearly delineate the difference between the two approaches. First of all, getting a decision is an approach that is often an emotional moment. Uh, someone feels like they, they need something in, in their lives, something different in their lives. They're told that Jesus is awesome, so pray this prayer and invite him into your life. And, and they may agree to the facts, but they aren't really ready to surrender their lives to him. And, and so they, they may not really understand what it even looks like to surrender their lives to him. And, and I think we've fallen into this kind of mindset in the American church and, and we've se- because we've separated out evangelism and discipleship, really. And Jesus never said, go and get decisions and then make disciples out of them. That's not what Jesus said. He said, go and make disciples. And that encompasses the whole process from introducing them to Jesus to a time of commitment to showing them how to walk with him to showing them how to lead others and reproduce. If you've been in ministry very long, you've seen the results of just getting decisions, right? And here's what we've seen. We've seen people coming back and later making a real commitment because they didn't understand the commitment they were making at the time or their head was in it, but their heart wasn't in it. Uh, Or people just agreeing to the facts and there's no life change or misinformed decisions because they, they really don't understand what it means to be a true follower of Jesus or maybe they don't even have an accurate picture of who Jesus is. You've seen that. I've seen that. If making disciples is leading a person from the time they first learn about Jesus to the point that they're introducing other people to Jesus, that's that's relational. You see that that's we're walking with them until 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 they're fully living what it means to be a Christ follower, and that's not something that can be done often in one conversation. That can't be done by just inviting your friend to church and hoping that the pastor will finish the job. This is life on life connecting people, stepping through the doors that the Holy Spirit opens. And so it's it's so important that we take that focus. And the outcome of those two different mindsets is really, really different. Uh, when, you're, when you're making disciples instead of just getting decisions, people really weigh the commitment that they're making. And, and, and so because of that, we're seeing solid commitments and quick growth with the people who are coming to faith. And there's no disconnect between leading them to Christ and helping them grow. I think one factor as to why we've taken this approach of just pressing for a decision as quickly as possible is because of a misunderstanding of the word believe in the New Testament. We hear the word believe and our minds tend to process that as understand and accept the facts. And so our standard for accepting Christ has been, do you believe that Jesus died for you and rose again? Then pray this prayer and you're good to go. We certainly don't want to add anything to the gospel or make it more complicated than it needs to be, but we have to ask if, if how we see the word believe is actually correct uh, in the New Testament. 
when, when the rich young ruler came to Jesus, he seemed to already have some belief that Jesus was the Messiah or he wouldn't have been there. And, and so Jesus pushed him hard to determine where Jesus stood compared to money in his life. Why? Because Jesus didn't want to, to, to know, just to know if he believed the facts. He wanted to know if he believed them to the point of trusting Jesus enough to go all in. And so the New Testament word belief encompasses both factual and factual assent and trust to the point of surrender. And so it's so important, I think, that we get that, that it's not just understanding the facts, it's understanding and believing the facts to the point that you are willing to trust your life to them. So let's talk about the practical ramifications of this concept for churches. For our churches, we very seldom ask for a decision right in the service. But we ask, who is ready to have a conversation about a relationship with Jesus? There's a couple reasons we do that. First of all, we want to have a conversation. We want to know where they are and what they're thinking. We want to be able to to, to have that rich young ruler moment where we help them decide if, if they just like the idea of Jesus and agree to the facts or if they trust him enough to hand their lives over to him. Uh, and we found that, that in, in, in this postmodern world, less people have a full understanding of what they are deciding in a large group setting. So sometimes they'll agree to something that they're not entirely clear about. And, and so this gives us a chance to begin to walk with them through the process. If you're a church leader and you know how often someone will come down front or they'll fill out a card or they'll raise a hand indicating that they're accepting Christ. And then when you go to follow up with that person, they have no interest in having a conversation or getting involved or sometimes even coming back to church at all. That doesn't seem like true spiritual fruit, does it? How much better would it be to to ask if they want to have a conversation? They know they're committing to a conversation, not just privately praying a prayer and then moving on. And and then someone has that conversation with them and they continue to walk with them until they fully understand and are ready to commit and, and even continue to coach them as they begin to grow and share their story with other people. Another practical implication of this philosophy is how we talk about accepting Christ. Instead of saying, accept Christ, believe on Christ, we will say things like, trust him enough to hand your life over to him, or going all in, or we will draw out a a simple illustration that shows a continuum where we're, we're learning about Jesus, and then we believe what the Bible says about Jesus is true, but then we have a line on the continuum that is commitment, and we will describe what it means to trust Christ, and we ask people where they are in the process. And, and they're almost always completely honest. In, 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 in our Southern culture, uh, they'll often mark themselves as, yeah, they believe the facts, but they haven't made the commitment. And it's very common for them to mark themselves there. Then you're having a conversation about what's keeping you. You're having a rich young ruler conversation about what's keeping you from that final step. That leads us to the next one, which is we will often uh, let people sit with the decision for a while instead of pushing them to decide right away. We will let them take that diagram home uh, and sit and think about it. What's keeping me from going from here to here and going all in with Jesus? And, 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 and we, will, we often won't even uh, be with them when they make that final step. And they'll come running up to us uh, the next time we see them and they'll just say, I'm all in. I took the step. These are just some practical steps that we've taken to try to make sure that we're making disciples and we're not just getting decisions. And I hope you'll take some time with your team to discuss this issue, talk through what you may need to change to make sure that you're not just settling for for people agreeing with the facts and and then going on with their lives and living their lives for themselves. Um, And so I hope you'll take some time to think through that.
I think one of the reasons this is so important is that I really believe I can persuade a lot of people to make a decision or nod their head to the facts. But only the Holy Spirit can persuade someone to really go all in with Jesus. And we want the Holy Spirit's fruit, not ours, right? And so, uh, listen, as we wrap up today, I want to remind you of a couple of, uh, a couple of resources that are awesome to help with this uh, type of thought. I, I would suggest the book Going All In by Dan Greider or Not a Fan by Kyle Ottoman. Uh, either one of those fantastic books uh, for this kind of thought. But I just want to thank you for joining us on this episode. If you've missed past episodes, go back and catch up. We would love to see your questions and comments. Uh, and, uh, and again, perhaps deal with one of those in a future podcast. Thanks for joining us for Ignite Movements.